This weekend at the box office, Doctor Strange dropped like an infinity stone, and much like Billy Joel, nobody started the fire as the latest Stephen King adaptation bombed. But more importantly, we are closer than ever to crowning the biggest flop of the 21st century. It's the final four weddings and a funeral of multiplex sadness on this, the 199th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I'm finding that in the moment, I don't remember the names of the Infinity Stones. The Time Stone. That's one. I got the Time, space Power, stone. Space, Space, I'd forgotten. The Reality Stone. Reality, I'd forgotten. The Soul I, Stone. I remembered Soul. How many are? How many have I said? Uh, we've gotten... S- Six. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Well, no, there should be five. Oh, one in the middle. Yeah, there's one in the middle. Yeah, so we got them all. I. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, glad to be done with the Infinity Stones. I think. Okay. They had a good run, but. Yeah, I mean, never, I'm, never I'm, quite. I'm glad that we're not there. doing them anymore, but we are missing just a thing that we're hurtling. Yeah, toward. we're now not doing anything. <laughs> Which, like, people have said, like, well, yeah, but so you know, the first. Um, you know, six Marvel movies, uh-huh. Iron Man, Thor, those weren't hurtling toward Infinity Stones. We didn't know that yet. But that was like before. <laughs> now we expect a story. Yeah. Also, we've had, I mean, how how many have we had since the Infinity Stones wrapped up? We had Spider-Man. We had Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Black, Black Widow, Widow Eternals. Strange, Eternals. We had two Spider-Mans. Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> I plus yeah. all the shows. So yeah, we've had six plus all the shows, which as we've talked about, have been an infinity I mean, saga worth of content. Loki, Loki at least introduces Kang and like, we know just that he'll be a thing. Sure. So maybe it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that really sets us on the path of where we're going. With this, I expect black Panther. No, I don't know. That's, that's gotta be a self-contained story. They're yeah. doing there. Thor self-contained. Yeah, I guess it's going to be... Well, She-Hulk in August, Miss Marvel this month. Probably something at the end of the year, a show at the end of the year. I don't know. Yeah. Secret Wars, maybe? Is that this year? I think so. Uh, The point is, let's uh, start something, guys. Uh, Let's start this podcast. All right, our feature presentation. Let's get right into it. Multiplex Sadness. The... Final four weddings and a funeral. The last four movies. We've come so far. Quite an eclectic group of movies here. This is the first time I should have done more research, but this is for sure the first time a comedy has made it to the final four weddings and a funeral. And I don't know about the others. But for a comedy, that's a big deal because the drama movie has won both times that we have done the genre categorization. Dramas have won. Yeah. This year, the comedy beat the genre. The drama. It's very exciting. And because we're nearing the end, uh, we needed to make it special. And what's more special than this guest? A uh, good friend and fellow podcaster, Ahmad Oates. Hello, Ahmad. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. Um, what do you think so far? Did you 
Had you seen any of these movies before? You know, I can tell you, Brian and Noah, I had not seen... Please tell us both. I had not seen <laughs> either of these these four movies. And, you know, about 48 hours later, I wish I hadn't seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny is that I just got to beat my headphones, so they may go out. Okay. But we'll try to get through this. Now... Oh, another beep. It's definitely going to happen. So it's funny because we were talking on your podcast and you had, I listed like the eight or something. And you said, I've seen most of these. This is great. And I guess it turned out that we didn't pick any of the ones you had seen. Not a single one. (laughs) That's unfortunate. (laughs) That's real tough. Now I, I want you to be honest and it's okay if the answer is no. Did you watch the whole movie? Yes, I watched the entire of all four of these movies. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive. That is dedication. That's true. Um, we got four, four left. I know. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Noah, yeah. explain what we're doing. I'm going to go down here and try to plug in my headphones. Okay. Godspeed. I... <laughs> So, yeah, we have reached the final four weddings and a funeral. We are deciding the biggest blockbuster of the 21st century, not the 24th century. That hasn't happened yet. Do I need to come uh, back? No, I got it. <laughs> okay. Just let, me, let me get there in my own time. Uh, so we have come down to two matchups here. Mars Needs Moms against Battlefield Earth and Fantastic Four against Gili, one of these movies will be crowned the biggest blockbuster of the 21st century based on the criteria of worse profit relative to budget, worse movie, easier road to success, further from success, and legacy. Uh, All of these things, uh, of course, you've all heard uh, on the long road down this tournament. Goodness, I've got a frog in my throat. <laughs> this is this is I'm uh... almost back. Just one more second. <laughs> We're crushing it. I uh, Yeah, Ahmad, I got to tell you uh, I I share your uh, and we both share your antipathy towards all these movies. <laughs> Trying to watch uh, all of them was something of a nightmare. <laughs> I, I have so we much, almost get to awaken. I have so much respect for you both because I only only watched four, and I was I was just ready ready to never watch a movie ever again. But you all have watched yeah. so so many more of these, so it kind of makes it makes you think like like you'll never uh, you'll never see daylight again. <laughs> it's like when you have when you have a cold and you forget what it's like to breathe. <laughs> and you think, well, I guess I'll just never use my nose for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was very much how it felt watching Gili and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and even like the okay ones, like the Lone Rangers of the world. Yeah, John Carter. Yeah, uh, we're we're just kind of they we're brought down because they were part of the vibe of this. I'm yeah. back, by the way, and it didn't work. <laughs> Here we go, but I'm on the floor now, so that's comfortable. <laughs> Um, yeah, this was a real slog. We really hated doing this. Uh, we decided for our next tournament. We're going to really not gonna do this be again. very choosy about what we talk about <laughs> and what movies might be in consideration uh, for the next tournament. But we appreciate you torturing yourself. Um, 
I want to ask him which was the worst one, but I guess we'll do that after we get through both yeah. quality of movies. All right. So our first matchup, the two seed Fantastic Four versus the seven seed Gili. So these are the winners of the John Carpenter division, the reboots and remakes, and the winner of the comedy division. Fantastic Four was released August 7, 2015. Opening weekend, $25 million, a budget of 120. Final gross, 56 domestic, 168 worldwide. Gili was released August 1, 2003. Opening weekend, $3 million, budget of 54. Final gross, 6 million domestic, 7 worldwide. Our first category, bigger profit relative to budget. Fantastic Four had a budget of 120. It grossed 168. It's profit of 140. Whereas Gili cost 54, it grossed seven worldwide. Profit of 13.1 goes to Gili. Okay. Um, I found uh, an interview in 2015 that Jennifer Lopez gave to Seth Meyers where she said, there are worse movies than Gili, guys. Come on. And everyone laughs and stuff. And that's true. Sure. But it's not a long list. No. I... Uh... I kind of want to uh, throw to Ahmad first here. You know, you and I have talked so much about these movies. Uh, this Ahmad also just comes after Ben Affleck also defending Gili. Oh, yeah. Well, it's recently. It's Gili oh. season. Uh, yes. Ahmad, what did you think of Gili? Tell us everything. <sighs> wow. Oh, really? Both wow. of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually watched Gili first. Uh, of the four, or no, I watched that second, and I watched it with Karen. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> I was like, look, I have to watch three more movies for uh, this podcast. I have to watch Fantastic Four. I have to watch Gili, and I have to watch Battlefield Earth. Are you interested in watching any of them? If so, which one? And we can watch it right here. If you don't want to see any of these, I will go in the back and finish watching these movies. And she was like, you know wow. what? I've never seen Gili. Um, but she's seen the others. Um, she's like, I've definitely seen <laughs> Battlefield Earth. No, she I hadn't. Have Fantastic Four. I've never seen Julie though. She she hadn't seen any of them. I think I think she was definitely attracted to be like, all right, let's see how bad this sure. is. It's notorious. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. So we watched we watched it together yesterday, and wow, what a movie that was. Um, it was longer <laughs> than it should have been. It was like a highlight reel. For almost every problematic topic you could touch, and oh my God. like, <laughs> I I don't I don't know the the name of the the main Justin Bartha. Thank you, thank you. We we recognize. We know him. who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I don't know the name of God. How should I put this? <laughs> who was the guy in Justin Bartha? No, we got it. We know who it is. Yeah, yeah just. My goodness, his character and the performance of his character and how front and center and blatant everything about about that storyline was just and it's it, I'm speechless. Not, it, you also put that aside and then like everything else is Ben Affleck just being like, Come on, you're a fucking girl. You know what I mean? You wear skirts, you walk around, I look at your ass, it's how yeah, it works. Yeah. And she's like, I'm a lesbian. And he's like, well, fucking me too. I like girls too. What does that matter? Who cares? Yep. 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 And then it works. And then it works. <laughs> she calls herself a lesbian, not even bisexual. And he's like, I'm pretty sure that I'm the guy 
don't swing you around there. Andy was. Nope. Did Karen? I can't imagine Karen's reaction to any of this. She must have hated it too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely thought it was terrible. Um, my goodness. So one of the things that uh, she mentioned was for a like mob movie quote and like big quotes around that. Um, she was like, I can't, I can't imagine lower stakes than in this movie. Like they sat around for two thirds of the movie, just fucking around. Like, (laughs) yeah. And then all of a sudden that guy gets his fucking head. Oh my God. In the wildest scene, like the, the movie went through rewrites. Like they, when, when they got Jennifer, they were like, okay, let's make this like a romantic comedy. Uh You can tell that scene with Al Pacino is from the original movie okay like you're like oh this like doesn't happen in this other universe what is going on yeah yeah uh and then the ending with baywatch and the, that that scene takes forever where he's on the beach yeah. dancing yeah and like Julie just keeps looking at him it couldn't decide if it wanted to be a rom-com or an action and just i i, I will say this we me and karen both agreed we did not mind j-lo's performance in this movie no, and no, she's okay, fine. Sure. Yeah, like I was like, I didn't expect J Lo to be any better than this, and for what I expected, I think this is pretty solid. But it was everybody else involved in that main cast. Yeah. Where it was just I mean, like, it helps is- that she's like portraying <laughs> her, you know, and then not doing a voice. Yeah, in either regard. Yeah, either the voice Justin Barth is doing or Ben Affleck's voice. Oof. She's not doing an inflection. Yeah. Um, what about Fantastic Four? I will say, out of out of these four movies that I watched, if I had, I don't want to watch any of them again. But if I if I had to gun to my head, watch another one of these movies again, it would be Fantastic Four. So I that's not that's not saying much. Um, I I didn't think it was a great movie. I thought it was pretty sluggish uh through most of it i mean it seemed like it was trying to do something different with the whole we're gonna teleport to this other planet like it was kind of interesting that was also speaking of reshoots that was also very tacked on the movie (laughs) was so over managed by the studio that it like ruined the director justin trank he he had such a miserable time making it so that all feels super tacked on i like the first half which is like almost like a body horror movie where mm. they're going through changes and they don't really understand what's going on. And then they go to this portal <laughs> and they're on this planet and they go, let's fight Dr. Doom. And they each fight him one time <laughs> and get their ass kicked. And then they go, we need to work together <laughs> and they do. And it works <laughs> and the movie ends. And the way they work together is still if I recall, is still them taking their time. Each one does one thing. Like, it's more like, hey, thing, throw me over here and I'll do my thing. Yeah. And you could come in. You're still attacking him one at a time. It was all smoke and mirrors. They were like, let's just distract him until the last person can come in and do their. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. It was so bad. That ending just completely destroys that movie. I think you're wrong, though. I think that. Battlefield Earth is going to be way more fun to rewatch. We need to have a Bullworth <laughs> Battlefield Earth drinking party. Oh god, that movie was so bad. Um, where we watch, we'll do that on the weekend. We'll do Bullworth <laughs> and Battlefield Earth, and we'll drink every time something <laughs> stupid happens. Uh, um, I will say my final yeah. answer is uh, 
Gigli for worst movie. <laughs> yeah, I think for that's sure. going to be true across the board. So Gigli takes a quick 2-0 lead, as it so often does. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now we talk about easier road to success, and we have some uh, All yeah, right, so fan- some stats. Fantastic Four open to number two against Mission Impossible Rogue Nation in its second weekend, which was at number one, and The Gift in its first weekend. Fantastic Four drops to number four the next weekend, a 68% drop based on the comic book series and a reboot of the first two films, the first of which in 2005 made 152, and the second uh, film, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, made 132 domestic two years later. Directed by Josh Trank, this was his second feature, um, plagued by studio interference and, and reshoots. His first movie was Chronicle with Michael B. Jordan as well, um, which made a surprising 64 million domestic and 126 worldwide in 2012. 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, 27 on Metacritic. Gigli opened to number eight against American Wedding in its first weekend, Spy Kids 3D Game Over in its second, and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of Black Pearl in its fourth. Boy, those titles just get longer as they go on. <laughs> It dropped to number 18 in Weekend 2, an 82% drop. Starred Ben Affleck six months after Daredevil was a decent hit, and a year after Changing Lanes did well, and The Sum of All Fears was also a pretty decent uh, moneymaker. Also starring Jennifer Lopez, two years after The Wedding Planner made $60 million domestic, and a year after Made Manhattan, 94 domestic. They were, of course, a couple. They started dating a year and a half before the film's release, and they were engaged in November of the year prior. The tabloids went nuts for them, and Benefer was the first portmanteau of a celebrity couple. 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, 18 on Metacritic. Easier road to success. It's got to be the comic book movie, right? That's kind of where I'm leaning as well. Uh, yeah. Especially in 2015. Yeah, and with such a low budget, it only cost $120 yeah. million. Dollars, and it's like, it's not an MCU movie, but it's it is a 20th Century mo- Fox movie. It's yeah, the people it's, that did X-Men. Yeah, and it's also, it's Marvel. I mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely leaning Fantastic Four. The only uh, thing I'll say for Geely is that it had two big stars, and back in a time when star-driven films could hit big, sure. But I don't think they placed themselves in the path of success. We've talked about how crowded the that weekend was, and um, Fantastic Four's budget is just in check. What do you think about? Uh, I agree. I I said Fantastic Four. I thought with that IP, uh, Miles Teller, a year removed from Whiplash, and also in the Divergent series, which was kind of popular around then, mm-hmm. uh, Rising Star and Michael B. already announced to play Creed. And then even uh, Kate Mara, who had um, had a big role in that House of Cards series um, at the time. Sure. That was huge. So I just thought all of that was probably a more sure thing than this uh, Benefer uh, collaboration i think we all agree yeah so fantastic four lives on to discuss further from success all right so i think a big thing is and we we, we like to exclude the scripts and stuff but as far as i saw noah's face twitch <laughs> the general premise of Gili is what you're referring to yes with indeed. that twitch yeah no i agree um, I more mean like Fantastic Four just needs to be better, which sure. Yeah. I also think I think you can do it with that cast with like a young cast. That you can kind of yeah. carry into the future. Oh, yeah, of these absolutely. Movies. So, yeah, it might just be Gili. That Justin Bartha character is really 
keeping them. But was it? But the question is, was that keeping them from success in two thousand and three? Did people care in the same way they do now? Mm. Right. I, what I think is hurting Gili is the release date. American Wedding, which is going to pull adults. Pirates is still making nineteen. Um, you know, this is an R-rated kind of dramedy plopped in the middle of a pretty busy weekend. Yeah, I think uh, it's really hard to say, uh, but I I do have to give two thousand three the benefit of the doubt that, like, even even this movie was a little much. I hope for people's standards back then. Sure. Uh, yeah. Be interesting to read the reviews, see how many critics were like, "Why is this part of it?" Yeah. I uh, see. So yeah, I guess I, I'm. I guess I am kind of leaning Geely because Fantastic Four seems like it should have worked. It had. It had an interesting cast. It had a very low budget. It's also not uncommon to grab an indie director after they make a splash. Sure. You know, jo- uh, not Josh Trank. Who's the Colin Trevorrow, Gareth Edwards, Brian Coogler. Yeah, yeah Coogler. Yeah. Um, Ahmad, what do you think? Yeah, I voted uh, Gili. I I feel like it would take much less uh, to turn Fantastic Four into a successful movie. I agree with what you said about I think the, a, a young cast like the ones we had, and even specifically the ones we had, could work um, with some trimming to other parts of the movie. But Gili just has so much wrong with it. <laughs> that I so much yeah yeah all right yeah I, I think that's uh, I'm finalizing my vote there as well that's a win for Gili yep Gili advances Gili moves on to the finals yeah wow wow incredible a comedy could take it all in a movie that it really could <laughs> not that bad according to the two people that were in it <laughs> all right. Our final matchup of the evening. The one seed Mars Needs Moms takes on the one seed Battlefield Earth. The two one seeds here. Uh, Mars Needs Moms came out of the Hayao Miyazaki division, the family films. Battlefield Earth came out of the... Uh, Star Crash Vehicles? Yes. Nora Ephron. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mars Needs Moms was released March 11th, 2011. Opening weekend, $7 million. Budget of 150 Final gross, 21 Domestic, 39 Worldwide. Battlefield Earth was released May 12th, 2000. Opening weekend, $11 million. Budget of 80 Final gross, 21 and 29 Worldwide. Mars Needs Moms had a budget of 150 It made 39 Worldwide. Profit of 26 Battlefield Earth had a budget of eighty, gross twenty nine, profit of thirty seven. That's a that's an important win for Mars Needs Mom. Yeah, I don't think it's going to win this, but it's nice that it got on the board. That is a yeah, that is a very strong point for Mars okay. Needs Moms off the bat. Ahmad, talk us through your first experience. Let's start with Mars Needs Moms. The this <laughs> what a confusing, confusing film. This is an animated film, and for uh-huh. some, I don't know. I, I think I actually did read that this was like a an animation studio that is now defunct. I think this movie killed because it of this. Like okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the animation's not great. I, I can't put my finger on why it just looks off, but there, it definitely looks off. Um, 
also it's a kids movie but the the main thing we're getting across is that mothers are being kidnapped and murdered so murdered so that robots can be made on this alien planet to take care of what <laughs> and this is a this is a movie, movie made for like 7 year olds and they're like so anyway moms die your mother could be taken and killed. I did not realize that the title was saying Mars needs your moms. Like we would like your mother. Mars needs your mom <laughs> to murder. It was the original title. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Disney film. Yeah. It's that, that was a rough like, one. That was a rough one. And I watched that first mom choke to death <laughs> yes she lives she but lives. like she's, she, she basically, basically dies. chokes to death did you watch that on the airplane was that the first one you watched no it's the first one i watched but i watched it here when i got back i watched okay. it like that night um and wow Oof. wow it's wow, a long wow. hour and a half too yes yes um it's a long short movie and then battlefield earth <sighs> wow i was i was over this movie i want i i, I time stamped it because i was like I was like, I've seen enough. This movie, this movie is really bad. And I checked the time and I was at like 11 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an, it's like a two hour movie, right? Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, wow. Wow. There was the, the acting was bad. John Travolta. I don't, I don't know what was going on there. I, I, I really questioned Forrest Whitaker. I don't know why he was in this movie. I thought he picked better movies a than check. this. <laughs> but he needed get, he needed a, checks. He needed to take care of that mortgage. Uh the the visual effects were shit. But so bad. I, I, I don't understand why they were bad because like I mean it looks like the budget was decent, or I mean I, I mean I think I've heard you say that they probably needed needed a bigger budget. But, yeah. my... but still, the movie looks like it was made in like 1977. <laughs> That's when yeah. Star Wars came out. Yeah. Okay, like 1954. <laughs> it's bad. Did you notice that thing where their gloves were too big? Oh, so that is, so, you could like tell so, that like their fingers yeah, so were in the palms. holding everything like this because their fingers only come up to here in the glove. So none of their fingers actually wrap around <laughs> what they're holding. It's so bad. The dialogue. They're holding terrible. a gun, and they're like, "It's like this." They're just—they can't do it. Uh-huh. Also, all the talk about bureaucracy, <laughs> HR, and my my four hundred one k. What? Yeah, this is the future, and you are aliens. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's so perhaps one of the which worst movies of these, I've ever seen. Oh, the thousand percent. So now that we've said them all, which one was the worst one? Uh. Battlefield Earth was worse for me. Yeah. Wit. Oh no! Of all of all four. Oh, oh no! 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 Uh, it was it was the worst between this and Mars Needs Moms. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's either this or Gili, which we'll know next week. Also. No. Yeah. It's it's uh, this. It's man, this. Gonna have to make a call. It's yeah, this. Okay. All right, Noah. Yeah, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth is worse. Worse. I agree. I agree. I agree. So we're tied up one one. All right. Here we go. Mars Needs Moms opened to number five against Battle Los Angeles in its first weekend, Rango in its second, and Red Riding Hood in its first. It dropped to number eight the following week, 23% drop. 
Robert Zemeckis produced. He previously directed The Polar Express, Beowulf, and A Christmas Carol using this same animation style. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, 49 on Metacritic. Battlefield Earth opened at number two in, against Gladiator's second weekend. U571 in its fourth. It dropped to number six, the following frame, 66% drop. Based on the book by Scientology creator L. Ron Hubbard, there was controversy uh, when the film was released about whether the church had financed the film, anything to do with it. Star John Travolta, who is a noted Scientologist. It was three years after Face Off came out and a year after The General's Daughter made $102 million domestic. 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, 9 on Metacritic. All right. So, easier road to success. I Well, you got Disney backing Mars Needs Moms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Giving it a big push, big budget. Plus the leeway that kids' movies get. Kids will kind of see anything. Sure. And then you got the uh, the Star Power Travolta. Let's see. And just... I... Hmm. Neither, uh, neither was really opening against, against anything. anything. No. Like, Marcy's moms had competition in Red Riding Hood and, like, technically Rango, but, like, should have been able to be the dominant, like, Disney movie for kids. Mm. I... Battlefield Earth just had the second weekend of Gladiator. Which, right, which uh, was open more potently than people had expected. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm personally leaning Battlefield Earth a little bit just because of the star power in back in 2000, 2000 when star power like still mattered, but but I don't know. It does still star Barry Pepper in lead role <laughs> can i say something I, about barry pepper please, please god of do course. i i had been listening um i had been listening to you all's podcast and every time this Thank movie you. came up you talked about barry pepper and i think i was listening to it out loud and uh karen was overhearing and we were laughing because we were like man they really don't like barry pepper and so we like looked him up and <laughs> i we don't were... think it's that we don't really like barry pepper i think Noah has a problem with barry pepper starring in this movie <laughs> Yes, I mean, like he's bad in it in the way that well, everyone's, everyone's bad, bad in, it. in it. Yeah, but it's just that he's a fine character actor. <laughs> he's not a movie star, right? Yeah, right. Is... Yeah. But yeah, so then you you looked him up. Yeah, we looked him up, and we were like, "Oh, we've seen this dude before." And then we just kind of went went on our business. And then I watched the movie, and as soon as you know he you know really started to make himself known i was like ah this is barry pepper i understood like i, I didn't even need to look him up i was like right <laughs> barry pepper barry completely agree no with everything they named barry pepper <laughs> yeah he was terrible <laughs> um i mean that's it's so tough because i wasn't like conscious of how people were feeling about certain movies in 2000 yeah so I can't tell if when this was coming out if it seemed like it was going to be or they were marketing it to be a big, a big deal. Like Marzi's Moms, we all knew it was just like not <laughs> going to be a thing. So I, I don't know. What are you uh, thinking about? I I went in here thinking Marzi's Moms just because of the Disney of it all. Um, but now I'm leaning Battlefield Earth because I do think for the time you hear a movie – that has John Travolta, Forrest Whitaker. Like, you're that's gonna 
that's gonna your ears are gonna perk up a little bit but then i think about i guess all of the the trouble this movie went through to get made like i read about how it took like this studio that's just known for like reviving like actors like pet projects or something like that so i mean i guess i don't know what the the buzz was it on this movie was even after all of that but i guess it doesn't seem like people were really excited for this either um that being said i think i'm going to i'm going to go battlefield earth i think what might cinch it for me is that you know disney, we've had a lot of disney movies on this in this tournament yes they're very hit or miss when it comes to original property. They knock it out of the park with franchise shit. Mm. Usually franchise stuff that they buy, i.e. Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, but I think because it's called Easier Road to Success, I have to go with Battlefield Earth because it was in a more forgiving marketplace and it had less to recoup. I think that's what puts me over the edge. Yeah, Marzi's yeah, mom would have to clear 500 mil to make a profit. And Battlefield Earth needs to make a lot less than that. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think for me, it's you know you you just said we talk about Disney a lot in this yeah. tournament. Like Disney, for all the power and might that their machine should have, just like can't really make original movies work. So at some point, we got to stop counting on the power of the Disney machine as like a big bonus. So I am also voting battlefield earth. It is up two points to one. Wow. And now we go on to furthest from success. Well, Mars needs bombs needs anybody in it. Yeah. Needs any person of note to star in that movie. Yeah. Yes. I would say the, you know, the only just off voices alone. The only voice I recognized was Joan Cusack. Um, but she's not. You, you're not going to see this because Joan Cusack. No, no it. way, no way. <laughs> we needed like a Julia. Ro- we needed like a Julia Roberts at the most, and like a Jennifer Aniston at the least. Can Can you explain why the budget for this was 150? What did that? What did it go towards? It's a very expensive animation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like because the they, weird. Uh... Because they shoot everything. It's motion capture. Ah. So it's not just animators, which is expensive in and of itself. Like Pixar movies are expensive as shit, but you, they have to set up shots and shoot coverage oh my God. like a real movie. And then they go and animate over it. Woo. Yeah. It's just, exp- yeah, it's just the, the animation's expensive. Um, I don't know. I mean, which, we've talked about the Barry pepper. Yeah. Of it all. I I mean uh, we could just to, use the budget again here. Yeah, to to that point, Marsney's Moms has way too big of a budget. Yeah, it has no cast, uh, and is like way too grim. Yeah, I think those are the three big things like structurally holding it back. Uh, whereas Battlefield Earth, like. I, th- I think you know, like you said last week, just didn't didn't cost enough money. It looks like garbage in a way. It's very that's green, like, very green. It's shockingly ugly movie. I uh, pro- probably needed another guy other than Barry Pepper to star. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, but like I, to me, like Marsney's Moms is just like 
Mar- it's it it's it is Mars Needs Moms to me. The budget's huge. Uh, the the cast, the, the subject matter are all like yeah. huge obstacles I to think, getting people to see this movie. I think I agree. We also didn't talk about Noah's least favorite part of Battlefield Earth, which is what did he call them a bunch? Uh, they keep calling them like crap bags. Ahmad, you just watched it. What did John Travolta keep calling the humans? Oh, oh dang. I don't remember. Crap, crap, crap bags does sound like, familiar, to be honest. Something to do with crap. Yeah, it was definitely crap. I don't know if it was bag. Crap head. I don't know. It might, it might have been crap head. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> Some... So you and did Ahmad give his vote for this? I did, it, I... but I agree. I agree with you both. So we're going Mars Needs Moms is further from success here. What is that? We're so tied? we're all tied up. We go on to Legacy. Wow. The one, the one seeds deliver with a, uh, a game five wow. matchup. Well, one basically ruined a career and one closed an animation studio. Um, Battlefield Earth is more notorious, I think. But yeah. Mars Needs Mom might be more impactful because it, like, again, closed a company. I... Uh... I think, and you know, I kind of used uh, I kind of used this a little bit as the tiebreaker last week, uh, in that Mars Needs Moms is like notorious as a flop, yeah, uh, which kind of gives it a little extra juice. So but is Battlefield Earth, yeah, I mean, that's to me, Battlefield Earth is both notorious as a flop in and, and of one itself, one of the worst movies ever made, and just like famously one of the worst movies ever made, yeah, in a way good. that like I don't. I don't think people at large really know about Mars Needs Moms. That's a good point. I didn't. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> had had you heard of Battlefield Earth? Yes, I had heard of Battlefield Earth uh, mainly because people are always talking about how bad it is. Um, so that was why it was my pick for Worst Legacy. I, I knew yeah. nothing about Mars Needs Moms. Um, but Battlefield Earth, its uh, reputation, I think, had preceded it. So that was that my is... pick for me. That well, is exactly what I assumed would be the case generally, <laughs> and I'm going to take that as total confirmation. I feel like we always knew it would come down to this. <laughs> the one seed Battlefield Earth will face the seventh seed Gili wow. in the finals next week. A seventh seed in the comedy division against a one seed. I mean, that's our bad. That's a hell of a matchup. <laughs> I picked it. And it was because the budget was the despair. The budget wasn't huge. That's yeah. the reason why. Because it wasn't like a huge money maker. We, but considering the pedigree, yeah. We also had not watched it yet. No, that's true. <laughs> I think. I think. I think if we had watched Gili before doing the draft, it would have gone. We would. We would. We would have. We would have recognized that like this movie is uniquely. It terrible. probably would have gone. I think Evan Almighty still gets picked one. Yeah. But it would have gone too. Okay, we have our matchup for the finals. One of these films, Battlefield Earth and Geely, will be crowned the biggest flop of the 21st century. Incredible. And and either is very deserving. (laughs) I agree. Uh, Ahmad, we know we got to get you out of here. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, you'll be back next week for the whole episode, our 200th. Yeah, I'm very excited. What would you like to plug? What do you got going on? Um... uh... Thinking outside the boombox, your number one source for hip hop and R and B. 
the final season, three episodes remain um, next week. Uh, we will be delivering the fifth and final episode of our Real Rhythm series, a collaborative series Brian and I are doing, exploring the history of hip-hop in movies. Um, and so in this final episode, we're going to be talking about uh, hip-hop and which genre uh, is kind of the best for it and exploring the history of hip-hop and the different genres of movies. Um, so excited for that. Uh, going to do a Kendrick episode and then the final farewell episode my wife Karen and then I'm out of there um very exciting yeah TOTB the podcast Facebook Instagram Twitter I'll probably forget that you did this and say this all again at the end of the episode (laughs) when we record uh thanks for doing this we'll uh we'll see you next week yeah definitely I so you mentioned Firestarter and uh in honor of Firestarter, Firestopping, Firestarter. Uh, I've done the uh, my top five Stephen King movies. Oh, interesting. I wonder how many you've seen. Uh, enough okay. to make a uh, fine list. Okay. Though there's a, there's some missing. There's the Children of the Corn is not in consideration. Sure. Uh, number five, It. Uh, okay. We'll say It Part One, the 2017 Chapter One version Excuse of me. It. Number one, It okay. the First. All right. I uh, second one's called it chapter two. Yeah, well, I think the first one's just called it. No, so I can is. call it whatever but I want. We're calling it it part one. Yeah. It's not going to be it part one and it chapter two. It part un. Okay. I uh, yeah, it, the uh, first movie was incredibly good. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, it was it had its whole little moment. I uh, didn't quite stick the landing with two, though two was fine. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, it just uh, really, really had a, really had a cool moment that was fun to be a part of. Uh, number four, The Shawshank Redemption, uh-huh. uh, everybody's father's favorite movie. Uh, which so much hate for putting that at four. Yeah, well, what's number one? Force Gump, Noah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Shawshank Redemption, uh, a movie that I think is quite good. Yeah, has never quite resonated with me as incredible. Yeah, when I've seen it, but a very enjoyable watch. Uh, number three, Carrie. This is, of course, the remake with... I uh, cannot <laughs> wait to hear what number two might be. Now, uh, yeah, Carrie is... Uh, Carrie is fucking dope as hell. Now, Carrie's... These uh, these top these top three are... Really, it's the uh, three and two are in a tier, and then one's a uh, one's sure. its own tier, in my mind. Uh, but yeah, Carrie, uh, incredibly good. Incredibly, like, fucked up and disturbing and uh, upsetting. More upsetting than disturbing, I guess, but... Uh, you know the 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 prom scene is like is movie history. Yeah, uh, yeah. incredibly cool. Uh, number two, I went with Misery. Yeah, uh, I I think I'd have to put Carrie above Misery. I'm I think that's list. I think that's fair. I think they're uh, that's a uh, perfectly defensible opinion. Carrie on just... some days might be number one on my list. Really, I really think Carrie is fucking great. Carrie is quite good. Yeah, I. Misery just has that extra element of like an addition to being uh, being horrifying. It's also just incredibly fun. Yeah, uh, Kathy Bates is incredible in that movie. One of uh, one of movies defining villains. I uh, and you know speaking of movie history, the hobbling is uh, bad. Don't like it. Uh, and then number one, The Shining. Sure. I. Uh, which is to me one of uh, one of the greatest horror movies ever. And to me, that's a very unique opinion, I guess. I, uh, you, you know, like what the movie? Shining that much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I okay. 
Yeah, I think I, I think I'd rank it pretty high. Sure, I mean, I guess. Uh, if you haven't seen that many movies. Yeah, no, I mean, what is there to say about The Shining? It's incredible. Uh, I love it very much, and I've seen it many times, and it's it was always going to be number one on this list for me. Sure. Uh, do you? Uh, are there any notables that you've seen that were not present you know, on that what list? What a good question. The only one I can think of was 1408, and that can't be the only one. Okay. I considered Dr. Sleep. I did like Dr. Sleep. Never, I've never seen the uh, the director's cut. People say the director's cut makes it even better. Oh, maybe. Uh, and also makes it like six hours long. Uh, Stand By Me. Oh, sure. Is great. The Gerald's green, Game. Gerald's Game, yeah. Gerald's Sex Game. Uh, the Green Mile didn't quite make the cut. Sure. Green Mile's good, long. But good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a bunch. Yeah, The Dark Tower. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. excited about that movie. <laughs> uh, all right, but let's get into the actual topic. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, as you mentioned, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, retained at number one was $61.7 million. That was a 67% drop. That is up to 292.6. The Bad Guys came in at number two again with $7 million. That was a 26.5% drop. That's up to 66.4 altogether. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came in at number 3 with 4.6. It was a 22.7% drop. That is up to 175.8. Firestarter opened at number 4 with $3.8 million. And Everything Everywhere All at Once continues its run at number 5 with $3.3 million. A 5.9% drop. That is increase in theaters? uh, Yeah, went up to 184 theaters. That's partially why. I... it's up to $47.1 million. I think it expands even wider next week. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange uh, in its second weekend. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Third biggest drop for the MCU. No way. Uh, the other two were No Way Home and Black Widow. Now, the difference between those and then the other one is like at 62%. So 5%. Okay. Less. But those were all in the 67s. No Way Home. It's second Friday was Christmas Eve, which is a notoriously low movie-going day compared to the rest of the holiday season. Sure. So we can rule the plus it exploded the opening weekend, so a huge drop. Was right. Just, all, it all over the, it over. Yeah, all the performed. movies that open with uh, obscene amounts of money have yeah. nowhere to go but far down. Yeah, it over. Yeah, unless you're real special, it, it overperformed, and it was like, okay, yeah, we're taking everything back down to earth. Good. Black Widow, what do you think the special case of Black Widow dropping is? Uh, the pandemic? Close. It has to do with the pandemic. The reemergence of the pandemic? It was also, it going on Disney Plus? It was simultaneously released okay. on Disney Plus. So the Marvel fans came out the first weekend, and general audiences watched it at home. This has none of those excuses. There's no competition. Uh, movie going is pretty much back in full swing. So, what can we attribute this to? Well, it's a number of factors. One would be the mixed word of mouth. The movie had one of the lower MCU cinema scores. Um, it's not an anthology episode like a lot of people thought it would be. It's just a Doctor Strange sequel, yeah. essentially. There are no must-see moments in it, which I think is huge. I'm not even talking about cameos. Like you know, the MCU movies have thrived on this kind of thing without cameos before. Um, it, it, it's really... 
that there's nothing that you can leave there and go. You have to go. You have to see this one moment. Doesn't really have that. The big cameos kind of fall flat in the movie. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd entirely agree with that. But I mean, like the cam, the cameos themselves, I don't really care. But the, the scene around them, I, uh, with the uh, the whole Illuminati bit, I think but is general audiences won't have that reaction. They won't say you maybe. have to go. You know, Rambo is Captain Marvel. It's nuts. Yeah. No, and it's again, it's it's more the the following scene. I don't. Nobody's going to care about them getting revealed. Sure. But the uh, seeing the Illuminati in action. Sure. But um, again, I think general audiences can be like, oh, who are they? Well, then, won't worry about that anymore. Um, and then also, I think part of it is that there was a, a significant less amount of show times, as you recall from last week. They were showing it almost around the clock, Endgame style. So this weekend, there were no. 11 p.m., 12 p.m., 12.30 p.m., 1 a.m. showings. There were no 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. showings. Less showtimes, less people come. So there's a lot of factors. So while the money's going to be there, the movie's going to make, I think, now less than 400, which I said it would after last weekend, and it'll make less than a billion because it's not going to play in China um, or Russia. The money's still there. The first Doctor Strange made like 230 and 600 worldwide. So compared to a Doctor Strange movie, it's a huge bump. One of the bigger bumps in the MCU. Sure. But compared to how everybody felt around it coming off of Spider-Man and opening the, the summer movie season, um, I think it's going to have to make Marvel think about how it positions their movies as far as what can we sell as an event movie and what can we sell as an Ant-Man level movie. And this really should have stayed a Doctor Strange movie and not a the next Marvel epic is here. Yeah. Yeah, they probably they could have put it somewhere between those probably. Right. Without without fully like Ant-Man style giving up on it. Just being like, yeah, see it if you want. It's a little fun thing. Right. We don't care. But also not being like, you remember Spider-Man. Now yeah. we've got Doctor Strange Man. So the MCU will be fine. I think Thor Love and Thunder is still going to be the biggest movie of the summer domestically. I think it's just going to crush it. If it's good, I think it's going to crush it. Yeah. It's guys, the Guardians in it. It was a bigger deal than Wanda. No offense to Wanda, but they've had two hit movies. So um, I think Wanda is a big factor in Strange's success. But, you know, as far as added value elements, the the series that has made, like, you know, well over a billion. Yeah. Uh, is a little more valuable. And uh, and then Black Panther is going to be huge, and then Ant-Man will be what it is in, in February. But I think that there is a risk now of overexposure. Um, and I know the shows are different than the, the than style-wise, some part of them, and um, character-wise and look-wise, but uh, there's, there's just a lot happening. Yeah. And when it's all a little bit inconsequential at least to the eye, you run the risk of people going, well, do I need to see this one? So um, this wasn't the movie to like keep Marvel on track, but it'll make its money. So we can't, they're they're not doomed. Um, Tongue in cheek? I don't know. (laughs) They're not doomed. No pun intended? Yeah. Uh, all right, and everything else that's happening, everything had a tiny drop. What can I say? Even Fantastic Beast had a small drop, and it's because nothing opened. So 
I'm hoping that Men, which comes out this week, can cross $5 million. That'd be great. And I'm real curious to see what Down Abbey does, because I think the first one opened over 30 Yeah, once well, upon I, a time. I remember it being a huge deal. And it's targeting adult moviegoers yeah. who have notoriously been staying home during the pandemic. So I'm It's also very... been like several years... Well, I mean, it was several years between the uh, the show ending and the movie. Yeah, but there's... But that was the novelty of it was the first. Yeah. This, you know, I don't know if this is like the same rules apply to this where it's like they're not adding anything new uh-huh. to the movie. They're going to the south of France for part of it. That's not anything, anything new, you know. If they were coming to America, that's something new. If the whole sure. movie takes place in the, you know, 19... What are they at like now? The late 40s, early 50s, maybe? I don't really remember, actually. Yeah, so they were here during, like, Beatlemania. That's the 60s. But um, that's a hook. Or if they got a big star. It's just another down movie, but it's the kind of thing where I think that that could just sell on its own. I'm very curious. I would expect, in my mind, 12 seems nice. Sure. But... um, I would love for it to overperform. I just don't know how that crowd's going to, if that crowd's going to come out and uh, yeah, I'll have some more news on some of these in a few weeks, but that's really it. Everything stayed the same. Um, We don't have another big movie this week and uh, two weeks from now we got a big one. So let me, uh, let me ask you this. uh, Cause at this, at this point, the continued success of everything everywhere is just kind of like, the same story every week. Yeah. Another uh, another tiny drop. Uh, it's gonna gonna hit fifty million now. That's very cool. Uh, we we know. Uh, at what point does it become like exciting again? I guess like not not to uh, when it gets when it gets if it, if it can get close to sixty. Okay. That's because you know once it crossed forty, we're all like, oh, it, it'll probably get to a twenty four's highest grossing, which is. Uncut gems at like fifty something. Yeah. So once, so that kind of already is pictured in our heads. But if it can, if it can really hold on and get close to sixty, like if it can get to sixty in general, it'd be a fucking miracle. But the, the, it's showing, um, it's showing Big Fat Greek Wedding and Avatar and uh, the Greatest Showman level legs, just right. on a smaller scale. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's the thing like those. I didn't. I didn't want to like mention my big fat Greek wedding because I'm not. I'm not looking for this movie to make hundreds of millions right. of dollars. But at a certain point, you just keep uh, you keep dropping five percent, keep knocking like out I a few said, million. I, th- I think like they're increasing right. theaters next weekend, so yeah. that drop that could either raise it or it could drop. I won't drop it more, but um, well, it might hurt the average sure. the per theater average. But uh, yeah, we might even get a smaller drop next week. All right, cool. Sixty mil. I. So let's move on to everyone's favorite game, the last edition wow. of everyone's favorite game. Did, Did it make, make more or less than, than Ted? We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Ted at the box office for a bonus point. You can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yep. Your first film is Superman Returns. Oh, Returns less. That is less. Uh, 2006. That is correct. Directed by who? Uh, some guy. Who? Doesn't matter. Co-starring who? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough movie. <laughs> yeah. Brendan you, you Routh seems cool, you though. You haven't seen it, right? No. 
We should watch it. It's got a kid. Well, that's a twist in it, but yes. Is it? Well, I thought that was like the plot. No, Lois Lane has a kid, and like it's obvious, but then they don't get to it till later. I see. Maybe they do. I haven't seen it in a while. I've seen it like twice. Okay. But I remember, I liked how sl- everyone hated how slow it was. I was like, I like that it's like this kind of intimate little action-free movie. Sure. And then the action scene, he like rescues a whole plane, and it's cool. All right. But uh, yeah. It's like uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah. I uh, Very sentimental, though. All right. It's Superman Returns. All right. Uh, your second film, uh, a uh, podcast favorite, uh, you know it, I know it, Shrek Forever After. Uh, more. That is correct. It made more. Oh, shit. 2010. And I'll stick with 10. You'll stick with 10. Yeah. You stuck right. It was 10. Ooh. Uh, all right. Got uh, you got one final sweep in the making. If you can tell me the correct answers for Star Trek Into Darkness, I think that's real close. <laughs> it's a ten, and I think you're fucking me because of it. I'm gonna say more, in the hopes that it's more. Well, I would hope that would be the reason you answer more. Uh, just, I just uh, prefer it to be more. I see. Uh, it is, in fact, more. Yes. Star Trek Into Darkness came out in 2000 and... What was its second? It opened on the... 2000... Um, was it three years or two years? It's either 11 or 12. Shit. Was it against Avengers? No. Dark Sh- I'm going to say 11. It's neither. It's 13. Oh, it took four <laughs> years to make a fucking sequel to start. They did. That's so stupid. No wonder why it didn't make as much. Waited four years, but it still made more than Ted. You can't like be like, oh, everyone, the Star Trek is cool and hot. Well, they needed to spend. It's a hip Star Trek movie. Yeah. This is great. Let's wait four years to do another one. They needed to spend at least one of those years telling everyone that Cumberbatch was not playing Khan. <laughs> I like Into Darkness. I think it's good. I uh, I don't remember really. We should uh, rewatch those. At the time. We should sure. rewatch those. Those are all a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the third one at least is quite good. Yeah, uh, that's the only one I remember my opinion on. Oh, the first one's great. You'll, right. you'll like the first one. I uh, Eric Bana's in it. Yes, he is. Come and gone from a theater near what you. What does he though. fire? He is it? Every, how, much, how much of it does he fire? <laughs> my, everything. Everything. He fires okay. everything. Great. I. Uh, yeah, come and gone from a theater near you. Ready to go what, back in what time. What are my final stats? Do you have? Oh them? yeah, I. That was the last time. That was the last time you went. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't have like comprehensive. I've got oh, everything okay. written down. I just don't have it accumulated right, into. Right. You, uh, you could do that next week. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we will talk about that okay. next week, for sure. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the year is two thousand eight. What are the it dates? Is May second. Open the summer movie season. Why don't you? Why don't you? May. Oh, two thousand eight. Well, that's tricky because, oh, no, it's not. It's Iron Man. 
It is Iron Man. Very substantial movie. Very uh, significant film. Uh, yeah. In my mind, Iron Man came out in sev- the year before. I was like, the next year was Wolverine. So what the hell could it be? Mm. Uh, 90. Let me see if I can get this. 96. 98.6. Mm. Uh, which is uh, still correct. Uh, very well done. However, a second movie opened that weekend. <laughs> Against Iron Man, sort of a hashtag you can see both situation. You can see them both. Uh, and that opened at number two, so I'm going to need that one as well. Georgia Rule. No. Mm. No, I guess you'll have to. Do we see it? Uh, I No. I haven't seen it, and I doubt you've seen it either. Oh, why? I, uh, I didn't see it because... Especially then, I wasn't really into this kind of film, and I, I'm guessing it's not good, which is why you wouldn't have seen it. Okay, uh, give me some clues. Uh, all right, this is a uh, looking at a comedy, uh-huh. a uh, particular kind of comedy. It's a, uh, I guess I'll just say it's a romantic Sketch. comedy. Oh. Um. Oh, okay. Is it our Cameron Diaz? Cameron? <laughs> like the rapper? <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think so. It's our... But I don't actually know who the... Uh, you don't know. Females are in it. Oh, it's a male-centric romantic comedy? Well, it's... Uh, the main character is a man. Uh, but, of course, there is a... Uh, yeah. A lady he's trying to woo. Indeed. Uh, no, none of those people you said are in it. You uh, said one person. Did you? Okay, well, no. <laughs> I thought you had said a second name. What name? I, I don't know. Well, how do you know he wasn't in it then? Because <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> uh, give me another clue. list. All right. Uh, some of the supporting cast members yeah. include, but are not limited to, Sidney Pollock. Stop. Keep going. Busy Phillips. Stop. No, keep going. Chris Messina. Yeah. Okay. I uh, <laughs> let's see if uh, I. Th- I think this movie is probably if not. I haven't re- seen it. I Chris Messina yeah, is not I, going I, to strike a chord. I think this movie is probably not really on your radar. So uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and give you the young woman involved. Okay. It's Michelle Monaghan. Oh, maid of honor. Damn. Damn. Yes. I'll I'll show you why okay. later that that movie. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey. Indeed. Fourteen. Mix something. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen point seven. Yeah. Dreamy I or steamy? Uh, st- uh, dreamy. The original. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah Fourteen point seven. All right. Nose. I did not. I've not seen this movie. Okay. I uh, suspected as much. Columbia alumni. Columbia. Dempsey. Columbia alum. No, Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan. That's Columbia. right. I did know that. Sounds Columbia. Is that it? That is it. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, Noah, recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. Uh, well, it's men. You should see men, probably. I agree. I second that. I'm also going to say Down Abbey. Okay, yeah. Because I love those characters. And They're I'm, a lot of fun. And it's in, you think it's going to be a, a kind of dry, boring British thing, and it's it's a, it's a blast. Yeah. It's a fucking blast. It's just a fun show. They in the movie. crushed that show. Yeah. 
surprised the hell out of me. The movie's great. I can't wait for this one. I love those characters. Um, all right. Next week. Well, our 200th episode. The finale of Multiplex Sadness. Gili v. Battlefield Earth. Battling for the crown of the biggest flop of the 21st century. This is huge. Our 200th episode. Unbelievable. Very excited. It's unbelievable. Next week, we'll have a guest the entire show. Ahmad Oates will be back. Um, so we want to thank him again. And uh, he already plugged his stuff. So check all that out. Um, but our stuff, no, plug us up. You can come find us at what's in the box We are on Twitter at witboxoffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Druki. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D A S U R B E R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Yeah. We are on Spotify Premium, uh, which is just Spotify, really. Uh, but you can but you can skip our episodes. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to shuffle yeah. our episodes when you're trying to listen to them. <laughs> Uh, yes thank you for listening thank you for listening uh, for 199 episodes we hope you'll tune in for the 200th that's next week it's very exciting multiple sadness comes to an end it's going to have a big celebration we're going to do a bunch of different stuff so tune in this has been what's in the box office I've been your host Brian I've been your host Noah we'll see you next week and until then if you feel safe go see a movie